and welcome to Us Weirdos Have to Stick Together, the show where a couple of weirdos talks all about the rise of Kiyoshi. My name is Nobody, and I'm joined by the most wanted criminal in the Flying Opera Company. It's Vivian. How are you today, Vivian? I did it right this week. Yay! Also, I just ordered a string bean plushie. Hey! <laughs> I forgot that they put them up on the site on the 21st, uh, and they were still having in stock, so I, uh, got, I got beanie on the way. <laughs> I want it. Uh, yeah, but I shouldn't. But... I just bought $160 of paint. Uh... But, but, but consider string bean. Yeah. You have the flapjack, right? Just like I did. We, no, I think we both. I've bought... only got Albert. Oh, oh, okay. I, I. Oh right, I forgot they sold Albert. Yeah, like I mean, I thought that you bought flapjack like at the same time I did, which was as soon as uh, that episode there. <laughs> uh no. I think I got my tattoo round about the same time you got your plush, because that's how the ordering works no, in that. No, because um, you got the tattoo after the finale aired. I ordered yeah. Flapjack after the first of season three. Ah, okay. Because I think he was put up, like, within a... I think he was put up, like, literally the day of or close, because they wanted to time it to that. And then it's like, oop, oops, oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. Oh, well. Hey, now you, yeah, you can immortalize him. <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember ordering it like as like I was as I was still a bit teary eyed. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Dana Terrace. <laughs> yeah, but but he needs a friend. He needs string bean. <laughs> Even though he's, uh, well, I can just kind of barely see Flapjack from here. He's but I can see the top of his head. He's alongside uh like the tops of like the little TP loose anemone. Although, to be fair, I only see TV Amity's hair tuft. I don't actually see her face at all. <laughs> I really should, like, actually, like, just take down all these plushies from the plushie net and, like, try to, like, raise it up higher and stretch it further, because they kind of just sag a bit too much, so I only see some in the front, really. The Most of them on the back are just kind of there. Sounds. Or, alternatively, buy a second bed and just load it with plushies. <laughs> <sighs> That's that's a stupid option, but it's it's the one that would make sense, right? I mean, I guess if it makes you happy. I mean, I, I can't sleep with plushies on the bed. I tried to sleep with Blahaj on the bed at times, and Blahaj doesn't take up space. Well, to, to be fair, to be fair, Blahaj is fucking massive, so it's like it always was me feeling like there was a person next to me, or I was about to push it off. I mean, just like. Throwing stuff around here, no pressure. But what if three blahages, and they were all in your twin bed with you? I, I, I can't fall down the same pitfall that Rin Penrose has. I can't have like nine blahages all with different names like she has. <laughs> no, actually, that's not fair. Only two of mine are blahages. The other one is a rosahaj, because it's pink. Oh right, I forgot they did uh, rosahaj. <laughs> Like, isn't Rosahaj, like, actually not official or something? Or was yeah, it, like, a sign thing? someone else made it using the same design, a third-party plush maker. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I, one Blahaj is large enough. <laughs> okay, okay. Hear me out. Uh, what if no bed and 12 Blahaj? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the floor is available to me, right? <laughs> yeah, just sleep in the shark pit. They're fluffy. Uh, the, the floor can be a good a bed if you try hard enough and you believe. <laughs> I don't really feel like it involves that much effort. Yeah, I guess not, especially if like you're laying on top of sharks. <laughs> <laughs> 
still it would be pretty funny if like when my mom comes visit at the end of November being like, why do you have 12 sharks in your bed? And it's like, because they need it. <laughs> Where do you sleep? <laughs> that down there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, no, I think she would like uh, be like, I, I think you need help or something. <laughs> why don't, why don't we, why don't I take some of these sharks with me back home for safekeeping? No, they have to stay here with their friends. <laughs> okay, but what if three sharks and a Gengar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Surprisingly, I don't have a Gengar plush. I have I have Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle, which I got from the Pokemon Company in uh, in Japan, along with the little Gumi keychain. I've got got those KFC ones. If you remember those, <laughs> right? Yeah, I got those. All of those guys, and then I have the like uh, handmade crochet Mimikyu. I think that's all the Pokemon I have, actually. Oh, uh, nope. I, I saw Dratini, but Dratini was one of the KFC ones. Yeah, I think that's all of them. I deeply desire. They've made several life-size Pokemon plushes lately. A Lapras and a mm-hmm. Snorlax. I really want a Gengar because I, Gengar is five I, feet tall. That that five hundred dollar Mareep, which is like four feet long, it's just mm-hmm. like it's like this is so ridiculous. This, I would not have space for this, but at the same time, it's like mm, the only thing stopping me is not wanting to be in debt. <laughs> I do have a Snorlax, but he's not life-size. He's like half-sized at best. So oh, you, you definitely want to get the one that's like the big beanbag Snorlax that he's yeah, yeah, yeah. into. <laughs> I need to yeah, restuff they... him because he goes flat after a couple years. Mm. Yeah, the, the Pokemon Company plays a dangerous game with that stuff. They know what they know what we'll pay what we'll pay money for. <laughs> <sighs> Plushies. Yep. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, at least I now know when my job starts, finally. <laughs> oh, nice. That's helpful. Yeah, That's very helpful. Yeah, starts on the 11th. Because, uh, I guess because they only have, like, onboarding once a month, and I just barely missed it because of the, all the stupid name change stuff. Yeah. I am who I say I am. So that's why I missed it back in, like, mid-August, I guess. <laughs> and obviously... Uh, the fourth is Labor Day, so can't start that day. And they, you know, it makes sense. They want you to have a full week of training rather than a little bit abbreviated. Right. Yeah. So yeah, at least the job is real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There was a little bit of a brief moment there where I was like, is this maybe a scam overall? But I was like, no, I actually did go to an interview, though, is the thing. I was there at the site. It's a place I went to an interview last year. Under a different name, obviously, but it's like, it was like, they don't recognize me, obviously, or anything like that, but it's like, no, I've been to this place before, this is an actual place. <laughs> so it was like, why would it be a scam if they had an actual interview process? It's not like it was like remote or phone interview, so I was just like, it, there must be something going on, it, and it was just all that stupid name stuff, and then being like, yeah, we bring on like four or five people at the same time and train them all together, so that's why. <laughs> so whatever, at least it's finally gonna happen. I have to remember how to be a human being again after uh, close to four months by that point of not having job. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I still won't know for at least two more weeks whether I get the second interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of sucks that you still have to wait two more weeks on top now. Yeah. Because it's already been one week and it's like, that's long enough of just being like, mm, should I keep looking or not? <laughs> it's a pain for sure. Yep. <sighs> yeah, job hunting sucks. 
take it from experience, and a lot of it, it sucks. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But uh, especially because also during that time, I've had to... Uh, I've mentioned how I play key, uh, PC games, right? How I have like a little like separate keypad with programmable buttons. I don't believe you have. Or at least not I, on the I show. Think... I think I did at least once or twice, maybe, but like I, I yeah, because I used like I, well up till today actually I've used a Razer and Ostromo for like eleven years, because it's like it's basically like like the QWERT like the QWERTY part of the keyboard, like you know, well actually it's just like five on the top, five in the middle, and four on the bottom. Mm-hmm. But I use that with like, and also has like a, where your thumb goes, it's like curved around your hand a little bit, so like your thumb rests on like a little D-pad, and there's like an extra button up there. Uh, that you can program and like a little bar to be the space bar. So it's like, I think there were always like something like 15 buttons. It's also weirdly enough a scroll wheel on it, but it started acting up and it's like, it's also just gotten, despite my best efforts to clean it, it's gotten pretty grody after 11 years of use. <laughs> so I was like, I guess it's time to finally replace this. So like, unfortunately, the Nostromo is not in circulation anymore. So like, you only get like the version two of the Tartarus, which is like, it's that, but it's, larger it's got like an extra row of five buttons so it's like well i guess that's five through nine in terms of like key bindings for item menu inventory and whatnot for stuff like <laughs> uh monster hunter whenever the new one probably comes out next year so it's like i've been working on it it's very loud you can probably hear it uh I yeah you can. i mean it's definitely in yeah here. It's got the clicky buttons compared to the other one. I, actually, I don't remember if the one the old one had clicky buttons, and it's just that it wore off over the course of eleven fucking years. <laughs> but this is definitely louder. But it's like I don't, I don't really notice it as much. But uh, yeah. I mean, that's it's a. It's not like it's a useless purchase. I mean, it was like seventy bucks. So it's like it's gonna be used. It's also got LED lights that you can program compared to the old one, which is just blue. So I have it circulating rainbow colors to match my PC. <laughs> Because <laughs> everything I own has to be queer in some regard. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I mean, it's mostly I've just been sitting on my ass again waiting for the job to start playing a bunch of Armor Core. <laughs> yeah, fair. I'm near the end of the first playthrough, I believe, because like I'm pretty sure you have to play the game three times in order to see the whole story. Because like much like uh, the other Souls games, like stuff changes in the new game plus and other uh about that but like i think it's like actually like new stuff about the story itself also gets revealed in addition to there being like new enemy placement and like new parts for your mech <laughs> but i'm pretty sure i'm near the end because like i'm at a pretty tough boss to be fair like it's weird because like most of the bosses have been pretty much like okay yeah these are like you know the end of chapter bosses are always like okay this is pretty difficult but chapter three boss is kind of nothing <laughs> took me like a couple tries just to like figure out the pattern because it's like you needed to use this specific weapon to fight them to like weaken the shield on them and it's like that's a little annoying but sure and it was really nothing of a, like an issue compared to like you've probably seen like some clips at this point of people trying to fight the first major boss which is that Baltegas, which is like a mech flying around in like a jet helicopter kind of thing mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen that at all but like that's like the end of chapter one boss and people being like I've been on this thing for, like, three fucking days. How the fuck do you beat this thing? And it's, like, yeah. Like, the Chapter 4 boss was actually, like, one of the harder ones, I would say. But I believe I'm near the end because I had to actually make a choice for the ending. Because, like, I think there's two you can choose from, and you play through both. And then New Game Plus Plus is when you're, like, here's the actual true ending kind of deal. But, yeah. I don't know. 
It's 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 continues to be a fun game. I unlocked the armor uh, chest piece that makes my mech look like it has big old titties. <laughs> so I can't <laughs> complain about that. <laughs> Fair. All right. Like, if you go to my coast, you can see me posting how my mech has big naturals now. <laughs> I have a picture <laughs> of it. <laughs> so it, it, you know, mirrors me, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun game. It's, I, it's definitely still like, different compared obviously it's way different than the souls games but like these games also came before the souls games overall because like i mean this is armor for six they made five plus i think a few spin-offs before <laughs> they started deviating to like medieval fantasy stuff and whatever bloodborne is supposed to be <laughs> so yeah it's it still very much reads like yep you still have a like stamina meter you still have like you know you're getting like uh the further and you go is when you generally get the slightly like better parts but it's like it's one of their things where it's like it's always like side grades rather than like this one's just straight up better because it's like oh heavier parts mean your mech moves slower obviously mm-hmm. or like you can dash like your dash takes more energy which is your stamina meter in this so it's like it's not like you know you could you could play through the game with like the basic stuff you start with throughout like it's not like it's any issue with that if you want to do that and I'm sure somebody has already beaten it if I mean there's also the option to like uh. It's something that I think was something you had to do way more in the older games of, like, you had to, like, occasionally purge weapons because, like, there's only a few missions where you get, like, a restock and you're, like, a boss fight that's part of the mission, and it's, like, you don't actually resupply in most of them. I'm pretty sure in the older games you had to actually purge weapons and, like, actually have to, like, just punch stuff a lot, and I'm sure somebody's already been the entire game being, like, (laughs) I use no weapons and I just punch to death (laughs) because fuck everything. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean... People have done that in Souls games, being like, level one, no armor, punch everything, punch the boss to death. You want to go punch the Elden Beast? Go punch the Elden Beast. You can do that. I'm not gonna, because I'm not insane. Well, no, that's, that's being rude. I'm not. No, I'm not going to make the game artificially harder for myself like that. And this is coming from a person who plays fucking Nuzlocke. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, that that's. I feel like that's pretty much my week. <laughs> I mean, although I did also go to like a pretty fucking weird mall yesterday, cause like I was like having to go pick up. Uh... Cause I don't know what it is, but every time I've gone to a, a CVS here in Connecticut to get my HRT refills, every single fucking time they've always been like, "Oh, we don't actually have the Australia Valorate in stock. Uh, you can never go to this other one that's like thirty minutes away or wait three days for it to arrive to us." Kind of deal. Yay. And it's like yesterday, because like I went originally on Tuesday. I got I got the other ones filled, and they were like, "Oh, the the, the Australia's back order. It'll come tomorrow." And it's like, "Okay, sure." I woke up to my phone going off saying that I had my prescription ready and fulfilled. So I'm like, "Okay, I guess I'll go today." I get there, they're like, "Well, we don't have it." And it's like, send me a <laughs> message saying it was ready. <laughs> so they're like, "Uh, it's it's supposed to get actually get here later today." And I'm like, eh, "You shouldn't have sent this then." They're like, but there's also another one that's like 20 minutes away if you want to get there. I'm like, okay, sure, I'm out already. I'll need to let them know I'm going to come by and get it there. So I did that, <laughs> and on the drive home, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to get the new, like, pairs of underwear, just in general, because, like, I mostly only wear, like, those kind of underwear for, like, bed, like pajama bedtime and stuff like that, because, like, most of the ones I go out and about are my, like, more special ordered one from a Etsy store that, yeah. like, conceals stuff for, like, people who you know, are trans, basically. <laughs> so it must, those are mostly just the ones I only actually wear going out about. <laughs> but uh, I wanted ones that were actually just, like, a little bit more comfortable. So I was like, okay, well, I also want to look for some earrings, because I want to get more earrings, because 
lot of the earrings I actually got from my mom are like kind of like, yeah, it's all right, but they're a little old. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny how my friends is being like, wow, a lot of these clothes that your mom gave you are really mom core a little <laughs> or mom code to them. Like, yeah, it's not my fault that I look a lot like her. Sorry. <laughs> Also, to be fair, a lot of the clothes are from a, a woman who's in her 60s, so what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> She's had most of them for a long time, so it's not like they're like old people clothes or anything. But so I was like, oh, I'm going to go to this mall here that I see along the way. And it was like one of those like really weird things where it's like they had like a whole like, not like full amusement park, but they definitely had like a carousel in it as part of it. They actually had like essentially street signs showing you where things were and i it, it took me like the better part of like almost the entire time being there before i actually found a directory weirdly enough so maybe that's why they only have those there to like point you in the right direction but it's like that place i was at a claire's and like they had a buy three get three deal on everything in store so like i found some cute earrings so i got those <laughs> but uh they had not one but two anime nerd shit stores like of like you know, it's like, it looks like it's like something that I'm like, oh, I expect to find like Gundam kits here. No, it's just like waves upon waves of Funko Pop and like some D&D stuff and like a bunch of statues of like big old anime titty ladies. And it's like, well, okay, this isn't what I'm expecting. <laughs> I realize that you haven't been to a mall in a long time because we've talked yeah. about this on the X-Files about how you just kind of generally assume malls are uh-huh. all exploding. But yeah, that's what malls yeah. are now. There is a mall near my house that has 12 different nerd stores. I mean, I guess they have to be that these days, right? To actually lure people to go to them still, because, like, most malls are just being, like, destroyed by online shopping. Because, like, this is a different mall than the one I talked about how my mom and I went, where I got my ears pierced. This was, like, a different one. Mm -hmm. Because that one's, like, more to the east of where I live. This one was, like, funnily enough, the CVS I went to was actually near where I lived for all of five weeks earlier this year. (laughs) So, like, when they told me the address and I see it's in that, that area, I'm like... Oh, fun. That's, like, right down the road from where I lived. <laughs> All that shit that I had to deal with with going to court over. <laughs> but yeah, but I went, like, that one was, like, more, like, midway point between there and my apartment. So I was like, yeah, I'll go to that one. And it's, like, me just being, like, this, this mall is fucking huge. This is, like, fucking, like, Mall of America level shit. <laughs> Why is this mall so big? <laughs> also, again, there was, like... It was, like, what, like, 3 in the afternoon on a Wednesday, like, after school had started, and there was still, like, jam-packed with people, mm-hmm. so I'm just like, why are people always at the mall at every point in the day, even when school's in session, then people have work? Because malls are important locations for community gathering and uh, materials acquisition. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, the entire time I was, like, I saw those nerd stores and I was going in, I was just thinking, like, please don't have some weird guy come up to me because I'm femme presenting and looking at nerd shit, please don't. <laughs> I hate to generalize, but I'm just like, please don't be like, oh, a, a, fem- a girl gamer or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Top to send upon them, please no. There's also like a, a store that was like a Lego version of like a GameStop. It was like a Lego like buying store and like yeah. selling store. I didn't know those were a thing. I, did, I knew there were obviously Lego stores in, in malls and stuff, because I saw them a lot in the mall near me growing up and everything, but it's like, never seen a Lego reseller store. Oh yeah, parts sellers are a big deal these days. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, especially with like a lot of like older Legos being like collector's items, I guess having a place that specializes in that kind of stuff makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's just so weird, because I saw it and it's like, huh, that's a place, that's like a GameStop of Legos? Okay, sure. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah 
yeah, again, like, maybe I maybe I'm just so divorced from that stuff over the course of the last you know three and a half years of COVID. <laughs> maybe that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, like this this mall that's near me that I mentioned a moment ago. There's one point where there is a Warhammer store on the ground floor, and then mm-hmm. directly above it is a Yu-Gi-Oh store. Like, <laughs> jeez. I, I I'd imagine those stores are doing pretty good business if it's a store entirely devoted to Warhammer and another devoted entirely to Yu-Gi-Oh. I would have to assume. I mean, yeah. it's not the, the upstairs one isn't just Yu-Gi-Oh, but you know, if mm-hmm. you hang around enough game stores, you know the vibe, right? It's like yeah, different stores have different mm-hmm. focuses, even though they are yeah. ostensibly the same thing. Like I say that like the two I saw were like full of Punko Pots and big anime titty ladies, but it's like they still had other stuff like here's Pokemon cards, here's like D and D stuff, here's one of them had records in the middle near the near the checkout areas. I'm not sure why. Well records are very popular with collectors, so I guess yeah. It was more like like death metal kind of records from what I saw, but it's like and they had like some Pokemon plushies and the like in them and everything. So it's like, you know, it was like still like very much like here's the Fortnite section, here's the Minecraft section, because mm-hmm. that's what kids play. <laughs> But, like, it was still just, like, me being like, well, this is... I guess I was expecting just more in general, like, um... Really enough, I was actually about to say, like, the EB games or, or that I remember as a kid growing up, because those are the places where I used to find Gundam models, weirdly enough. <laughs> but obviously EB games is now just GameStop these days, and they don't really carry them. Like, I feel like most of the time when I can actually think of a place that actually sells Gundam kits, it's mostly, weirdly enough, Barnes & Noble, of all places. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so weird to think about but it's like yeah that's the only place i can say i've seen kids sitting around in person like i mean my kid of ariel from witcher mercury i ordered online and like i ordered two more from witcher mercury that are gonna arrive in like mid-september but it's like yeah i don't know where you would find those in person but you know i don't know if it's like this where you're at uh but target has so many gundams here do they (laughs) oh yeah I gotta see if Target actually has Kenlins. <laughs> uh, well, they, uh, I mean, they Google Target Gundam, and the first link is Gundam, and the picture is of Ariel, so I guess they know what's also popular. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, oh, they have a bunch of them, like, the, I mean, they show Wing Gundam from uh, Gundam Wing in, like, the third option, but, like, uh, and most of these are just showing, like, on the side, I would have to actually see which one's actually in store. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, pickup. What? Nope. I'm just curious. Based on, you couldn't find a match for pickup at uh, a store near me. I was about to say which one. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I I want it. Hang on. I I gotta check now. I gotta find if Ariel's nearby. Let's see. Uh, yeah. There there are like eight at another local Target. Okay, I guess. Sure, okay, I guess some places do actually stock on them, but I'm gonna have to guess, like, more just, like... Actually, no, some of these are older ones. Some of these are just, like, uh, like, Leos and, like, G-Frame guys from, like, I think, like, one of the older series. Yeah, most of these are just, like, oh, this is a Gundam from, like, an older show. And then Ariel, <laughs> because people love Ariel. <laughs> Uh, boo, wait, okay, I was about to be like, oh, this is one from, like, Gundam Seed, but then I saw it's got one star, <laughs> it's also $503, I don't know what's just, what Target is selling that. <laughs> oh, it's a metal build, I guess that's why, they're, like, more fancy, but still. <laughs> don't buy Gundam Seed kits, they're Gundam Seed the bad show. It's very misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know. Well, right. I mean, there you go. Uh, apparently, you can find some Gundams at Target. <laughs> yeah. Yay. I don't know. What have you been up to recently? <laughs> uh, well, slowly dying, you know. Uh, no, I'm. I haven't really mentioned it on the show because it hasn't been a huge deal, but. Ever since I moved back to Texas, I have just had persistent headaches every single day. And they've been a lot worse this week, so, you know. Is it, is it just, like, a thing related to, like, the different, like, climate and stuff from going from, like, up north in Canada back to, like, deep south or something? I honestly have no idea. I haven't figured out what's causing it at all yet. Hmm. I thought at first it was my allergies, but I've been keeping track of the, uh, the air purity and that definitely can't be it so i don't know mm. it's a fascinating science mystery <laughs> yeah i mean i would i would suggest like maybe checking out a doctor and see what they might say but i know also like insurance is an issue with you like me <laughs> i yeah. work for a doctor my parents work for doctors my aunt is a doctor and i still don't have health insurance Yay! <laughs> America, um, America, the fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, been running a bunch of different experiments, like because I have glasses, right? I don't wear them all the time because my doctor, mm -hmm. my eye doctor, when I got them, told me only to wear them when I was driving at night, which seems very specific, but whatever. But I thought, yeah, well, that's... okay, maybe I'm just straining my eyes all the time, and that's why my head hurts. But that mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be it either, so. That's another thing eliminated. All I can do is keep testing. <laughs> yeah, which which is like weird because like when I got glasses, I was always told to just like use them for distance. Like mm -hmm. I pretty much just use them all the time as is. Like there's sometimes when like if I'm reading a book kind of up close, I notice that like my eyes hurt a little bit, so I take them off for that. But it's like even when I'm like playing a game on my PC, I'm usually using them because to be fair, my vision is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting like literally three feet away from my monitor, roughly, and it's like I'm I'm looking at a tweet, and it's like I can't reach it that it says there. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've had glasses since I was like twelve, and my eyesight's just gotten worse over the decades, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and for literally over two thirds of my life at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's up with that, but that's. That is the main focus of my explorations, that and losing at Warhammer a lot, so. <laughs> Have you ever uh, been the kind of person to try contacts at all? Uh, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that, I, I've, I've never wanted contacts either, just because I don't like stuff near my eyes. It's like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't object to the idea of them, especially colored contacts, that seems very up my alley. But mm -hmm. I just do not trust myself to not poke myself straight in the eye every time. Yeah, yeah. With with how like uh like harrowing of an experience it was back when I first took my earrings off and had to put that back in, being like, "Mom, they're not going back in. What's up?" <laughs> like, I, I just imagine that being like, freaking. I don't want to get into like stuff that might be eye terror because that might mm -hmm. be content warning stuff. <laughs> yep. I just know I would like inevitably forget to take them off one day and go to sleep with them and then it would be problematic or something <laughs> i'm just like nope glasses are just easier they're also cheaper i don't like having to like you know have because like my mom had contacts a lot as, like, when i was growing up but i think she's mostly just on glasses these days and it's like having to like put, take them out and put them in the solution every day and that whatever like that just seems like that'd be annoying and pricey 
And also, those <laughs> things are kind of flimsy, so it's like, nah, glasses, they're better. Also, because now I get to wear, like, more femme color and presenting frames as well to help reinforce that, and you don't get that with contacts, really. <laughs> yeah, but you can have... I will always remember this. When my mom first took me to the optometrist, I was, like, eight years old, and they had a big poster with all these prescription contacts you could get on them, but they were wild designs and, you know, just stuff like completely blank white eyes or completely yeah, blank like white it, eyes with X's on like them, it, like do, a cartoon do, character. Do you remember? Or, do you remember the? Do you remember the insane eye options you can have for your character in Pokemon Sword and Shield? Like the swirly, like the swirly rainbow, whatever, and the other just being like a black void or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. imagine, or like one that's like actually stars with no people. I'm imagining stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they brought that back for Scavio. I don't think, right? Because, like, I mean, I think like that was part of like how. I mean, to be fair, like Sword and Shield for as problematic and well not problematic but as boring as those games are in a sense in terms of their like story and like level like area design and everything it's like they get they definitely put a lot of effort into like the customization of your character because of like your whole trainer card things that you could share with people and like scavio just doesn't have that really hmm at least to my recollection it's wow it's weird to think that scavio has been out for almost a whole year well fair enough <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, I mean I say that and then it's like, well, Sword and Shield is also almost four years old, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like we've had this discussion many times before, so I'm trying not to fall into it because I well, know we yeah, have very no, different opinions on those games. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, I mean I just didn't like the really like linearity of <laughs> there's like no areas to explore in Sword and Shield, I didn't like that as a result, and also they keep pushing away from the story. <laughs> and then they did the exact opposite. It was still a problem for me in Scavio. But yes, I understand that I've said my piece multiple times on modern Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, again, still continues to be a bummer because the Pokemon designs are good. I like the Pokemon designs. They've been pretty much spot on and good for generations now. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm just old. I mean, that's confirmed. I am old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, so, I don't know. Not much going on. Like I say, I'm losing Warhammer. My, uh... Mm -hmm. The new edition came out several months ago, and in the new edition and the new version, uh, the army I play is... And this is not me complaining that I'm losing. This is, like, legitimately actually true based on factual data that the company has collected. My army is now the worst army in the game, so... Oh, no! <laughs> It's it's a lot. Rip, but, ripped you know, the trans dwarves. <laughs> I scored a point today, so that's better than I've done in ages. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me playing like Scrabble against my mom's being or not Scrabble, uh Risk, because it's like the last time I played Risk with her, it was like two AM. So I was like at all my dudes on like Ukraine. I had like eighty guys worth on there and she had the rest of the world and she just couldn't like throw a big enough force at me and was like, Can you just let me die? Can you just let me surrender? She's like, No, I have to crush you, bye. <laughs> Imagine a similar experience where it's like, At least I got one point <laughs> At least I held off this one territory for like the last two hours because you just can't marshal of guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's like just I want to go to sleep. It's two a.m. <laughs> oh, 
Well, that's the last time I ever played Risk of Life. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now she just yeah. murders me at Rummy 500 instead. <laughs> or or bowling in 51 clubhouse games. <laughs> Man, yeah. her, 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 her like, th- basically threatening to skewer the, uh, the hotel TV as her way of bowling was still very funny, and she kept getting strike after strike multiple times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> she got so close to rolling the, the bowling a perfect game on that by basically just holding the, the Joy-Con like a sword and about to just skewer the TV. <laughs> Yeah, hello. It's the one zero game she's good at, and she always wants to play that. I guess being that when she's zero, and it's like, no, I don't want to. Pl- I don't want to play bowling. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she's got my. She's got my Wii and my copy of Wii Sports. She can play bowling as much as she wants. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's pretty much all I got. So shall we hop into our book today? Yeah, we probably should. Turns out when one of us has a job and the other's just been sitting on their ass waiting for a job to start, I feel like we're not getting as much to say, really. <laughs> we're talking about stuff like malls. <laughs> I feel classes. like we had a very edifying conversation. But... Oh, we did. It's just that, like, you can tell that we're old at this point where we're like, I went to the mall and it was fucking crazy. <laughs> Go to the mall all the time. The mall is great. Love the mall. <laughs> It's it's like that moment when I realized that I am old when I was like ex- getting actually excited to get like pants and socks for Christmas at one point a few years ago. Where it's like, wow, I I am old now. <laughs> I lost my childhood whimsy. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, toys are bad now. If they would just make good toys. Fair, yeah. I ha- I mean, I did see a good amount of like kids sections at like stores recently, and it's like, wow, kid toys are fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, uh, the least you still got Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels are cool. And you still got Legos. Those are cool. But it's like, most other things, like, wow, this is crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like every time watching uh, Owl House episodes in a totally legal manner, where it's like, you see, like, all the freaking, like, toy commercials that Disney advertises to. And it's like, this is actually a fucking gacha in real life. <laughs> it's bad enough that I've been playing a gacha every day since, like, mid, like, mid-April or whatever. This seems even worse, though. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. I have to do my dailies. Thank you. No! <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long has Pokemon Masters been out that you've been... Have you been playing it, like, every single day since it released? Uh, no, but right now, like, right now is the fourth anniversary event. So, uh, right. like, you gotta log in every day for the anniversary oh, God, event that... so you can get all the free stuff. That game also released, like, a few months before uh, Sword and Shield as well? It's I guess. Before your anniversary? Jeez. It was definitely before Sword and Shield, because it took them a very long time to get any Sword and Shield characters in there. People were mad about that. Uh, yeah. Because, like, I definitely don't remember. I, I, I definitely had, like, a decent character when that game released, but I also only played it for, like, a week or so before I yeah. got disinterested, because, you know, it was just... I don't want to say it's just one of those, but it was kind of just one of those. <laughs> Again, I've been playing Star Rail every day since then. I don't know. I think it's cool. Tactical three-on-three Pokemon battles is very much my thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it definitely is like a more interesting approach to the like combat of Pokemon than Pokemon Go, really. I do wish that there was more, um, I guess, complexity 
because you can't change mm-hmm. trainers like moves at all. They have the moves they have, and there's nothing yeah, you can I do think, about I it. I think that was I think that was a big part of why I wasn't inter- interested in it because like I like I feel like again like the similar with Go like the Pokemon just have those two moves when you get them, and I think it was also like you know the appeal of Pokemon is catching them and then formating your own team and then it's like well you've you got pikachu to start with and it's like you get rosa with snivy early on mm-hmm. and i think you also got misty and brock for free right let's start you in uh you get uh, quite a few pairs for free if you Onyx. play through the story mode but you gotta yeah, play think, through the story think, mode <laughs> yeah i think like the last one i got i think i i think erica joined for free, like for free or something with like whoever i forget one of her grass types obviously <laughs> but I think I think that's just like part of it, where it's like I just want the cool Pokemon. It's like I don't know. I feel like also like just recently like just yeah they have some pretty cool alternate costume designs, but at the same time it's like eh, I really don't need like multiple different versions of Cynthia. I think <laughs> you don't want five different Mortys because Morty's the only ghost type trainer <laughs> anyone cares about. <laughs> Nobody cares about Phoebe. Uh... Or 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 Acerola? This there is Phoebe are a and few Acerola, Acerola Eraser. Yeah. Phoebe and Acerola Eraser, I tell ya. <laughs> I think there's one Phoebe. I, I don't even know... Why the fuck did Morty not have a Mischievous in his team? <laughs> he just had, like, three haunt, Like, was it three Hunters in the Gengar or two Hunters in the Gengar? I don't remember, but it's like, his team in, in Hoggle and Silver sucked, and it's like, there's another ghost! You could have this, but at the same time, nope. <laughs> Uh, let's see, there are 16 ghost-type teams in this game, and of those, Morty is four of them, Acerola is three, uh, <laughs> so okay, right off the bat, close. that's half of them, that's just those two characters. That's at least a closer disparity, like, it's like, you know, you'd imagine they would probably go in generation order, so it's like, there being, like, four Mortys to three Acerolas when he was Gen 2 and she was Gen 7, that at least makes sense. There is a fifth Morty, but he's not a ghost type, so he doesn't count. Hey, what type does he have if he... I mean, I know that, like, obviously they, like, take some liber- like liberties with, like, the Pokemon they have, but what would he be if it's not a ghost type? Uh, well, so part of the thing that Masters does is it continues and expands the stories of the mm-hmm. NPCs that don't really get finales in their games. So yeah. Morty's story comes to a more or less conclusion in Masters as he finally meets Ho-Oh that he's been dreaming of all these years. That's so fun. one of the pairs is him and Ho-Oh, but it's a fire pair, so. It's kind of interesting that you, when you describe it, it's like, that just makes it sound like this is like, this entire game is just a bunch of fanfic, I guess. I mean, in <laughs> a way, people. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also like a case of like, they brought in like the Diamond and Pearl Clan people into the future. And meanwhile, it's like, hey, Arceus, how come you left that kid that you tossed into the back, back in time? Why didn't you bring them back? Mm-hmm. Well, they not get to go home to modern day Sinnoh. They just get stuck there. <laughs> and also, neither one of them warned Ingo about what's going to happen to him. Yeah, also, uh, yeah, also that. <laughs> Man, that moment when like people realize that the reason why it's Ingo who gets thrown into Legends Arceus as like a joke based on his Japanese name was really fucked. <laughs> uh, poor guy. He just he just wants to be on his train. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Ellen. Again, I, I yeah, at least they like uh, recently like uh, adjusted like the energy system in Star Rail. So now if you go over like your maximum, which they essentially like, 
I think the max uh, was 180, they increased that to 240, and now if you go over that, it starts accumulating like a different pool, so it's like you basically can stockpile extra uh, energy, more or less. Hmm. I think it was because like they got a lot of like negative feedback of just like how like, I mean, the average event takes like 30 to 60 energy to do in that game. So it's like, it, it was pretty easy to just drain through your energy pretty quickly, so you can do as much each day. So they really took that to heart, which... It's funny that people are like, they fixed the energy system in this within four months. Genshin's been out since like 2017. How come you haven't fixed Genshin's energy? Because apparently <laughs> that one's also not great. I mean, I only played Genshin Impact for like a month and I don't remember it being bad, but I guess people have stuck with it for a long time and as they read it more, I've just been like, can you guys fix this maybe? And they're like, yeah, we'll do it for the game. The other guy said we released this four months ago, but not this other one that's been out for like five years. Which <laughs> feels mean to the Genshin fans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, I, I I also I don't know how they do it in their other uh, game that released before that because like I don't I always have to stop myself and be like it's Honkai Impact third not third Impact third Impact is Evangelion yeah <laughs> like, that is very different that. it's just reversing them around but yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know how they handle energy in that but I'm pretty sure pretty similar because it's also Gasha. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the yes. energy system is probably my least favorite part of gacha games. Like even the predatory yeah, by this thing is less annoying to me than you can't play this game as much as you want. Yeah, I think I think that's something that gachas kind of have to move away from because it's like again, like if you don't get a character during like their banner, they'll come back eventually. Kind of surprised me that they haven't actually repeated any of them for Star Rail yet because like if you didn't play in the first few weeks, you just can't get Zealot now at this point. But it's like, and then it's kind of weird because she's still like one of the best characters in the game, and she was the, <laughs> on the first banner. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's I feel like again, like they probably don't really need that. But I get that. Again, I don't know how Pokemon Masters does it, but you can use the the paid currency that you can also still accumulate <laughs> in game to re convert into energy as well. Aside from using like, I like that they call it fuel because of the whole train thing. It's yeah. like the whole like thing that lets you regenerate some of the energy per day. But you can also use like the paid thing to get it back as well. Yeah. But it's like you know, if you want to play, why don't you just check a few dollars in? And it's like, no, don't do that. Well, <laughs> Thank you for somebody that's playing this game for four months. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. No, in Masters, there there's only one currency, but it's divided, so it's gems, <laughs> right? And but you have free gems and paid gems. So you can use any of your gems to turn into energy, but it's just so not worth it. Yeah, like, I mean, because, like, how many gems is one pull in Masters? Uh, 300 gems for one pull, or 3,000 for a 10 pull. Wow, I was expecting it to be kind of comparable to Star Wheel, because Star Wheel is, like, 160 for one pull, and obviously, like, uh, times 10 of that for a 10 pull. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know how generous that game is but it's yeah, pretty easy I to get like a thousand gems a day in masters if you want going going based on my recollection if you just do like the bare minimum which is just like there's like a thing where it's like you know like complete these few dailies and they give you like a few gems per daily that you do with up to mm -hmm. five I think you get a little over one pull a day at that rate but there's also like you get more gems based on like also like doing like story missions or like the various like companion quests and stuff like mm -hmm. that and they also ha usually have like an event going on each like at any given point that it also rewards you with more of that so it's like 
you can get a pretty good amount of them. And like again, like I say, like it's like pretty much like if you're doing like a mixture of that stuff along with the minimum each day, I I'd say you could probably do a ten pull per week if you wanted to. Yeah, that sounds about comparable. Like okay. the numbers maybe, are maybe, obviously different, but you know, yeah, the mechanic. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe they just reward you slightly more in Pokemon, and it just feels like it's more as a result, at least to me as a person. Yeah, you know, like the, 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 you get more tickets, but the prizes cost more. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're 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 both deep in the gas and mines, and we will never be free. <laughs> I mean, I've only been playing this game for like six months now. I haven't been in it from the beginning. <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought you were since the beginning. I thought you've been playing it for four years straight. <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay. I, I, I don't. I would not have been able to hang on that long. <laughs> <laughs> what in terms of not paying money, or just in terms of playing it every day? At just rate? in terms of like, I, I enjoy it now, but a mm. lot of what I enjoy now is stuff that has been added since I started playing. If I had started at the beginning, yeah, not a chance. I would have bounced off it so hard. Yeah, it, it's like kind of the inverse of like, because I also played Fire Emblem Heroes back when that released for a few months. And like, I've seen some people post like pictures of like how fucking bonkers that game is now with like a whole like, here's a giant skill description that is like almost two paragraphs long. And it's just like, I recognize some of the stuff at the start, but the rest of it I'd read on and it's like my brain's just going dead here just trying to figure out what this shit means at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, just let me get fucking a five-star Robin. <laughs> That's what my goal was. I got, because Robin was like a, uh, I don't remember if Robin was only a three-star back then, but like, I always only ever found a three-star Robin, and I got him all the way to five-star, I think, basically right before mm. I stopped. <laughs> so it was me being like, hooray, I, I, I did it. And meanwhile, like, I don't remember who else I had. <laughs> There's so many characters in that game where it's just like, here's some dude from Fire Emblem and the Shadow Dragon or whatever who's not a main guy and it's just an axe <laughs> dude. And it's like, I, I guess, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> I will say, like, if there's anything I really appreciate about Masters is that it's very generous with the resources to push pairs up. Like, mm -hmm. my weakest pair is level 120 and is now a four-star pair. I don't have any more three-star pairs because they all got pushed up the... So, yep. you know, they may not be as good technically because someone who starts at five is always going to mm -hmm. be better. But you can if there is a pair you like, it is very easy to push them up the hill to get into usefulness, you know? Yeah. It's interesting that you say that their level goes that high when it's like, I'm pretty sure Genshin's still been at level 80 as the cap since it launched and Star Rail has the same. So it's like, I mean, it's like... uh stuff in the world levels up with you as you certain, reach certain thresholds, basically, mm -hmm. in order to, like, unlock, like, the more uh, higher-tier, like, uh, upgrade system for the characters and everything, but it's, like, it being level 80 when it's, like, that's not hard to get to. It's mostly just, like, having to try to, like, really focus on, like, getting the materials to actually, like, advance the character past, like, level caps and everything. Right. It's the slower thing, but it's, like, it's not hard and it doesn't take very long, so the fact that you say it's, like, level 120 in Pokemon is, like, Okay, no, that, that's my that's... weakest pair. Oh, what what is the level cap then? In that the cap is currently one fifty. Jeez, this <laughs> is like again like one of those things where it's like, well, it's Pokemon. You'd expect the level cap to be a hundred or something like that, right? Well, a hundred is the base level cap, but then because you're on uh... Pasio, you can get way stronger than you can anywhere else in the world. Because <laughs> Pasio lets Pokemon take off their power limiters, apparently. 
I mean, basically, <laughs> only in Pasio can you Mega Evolve and do a Z move and do a, 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 a gigantic. Right, I forgot. And... Yeah, I forgot they added a lot of stuff. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you not only in Pasio, but also on Pokemon Showdown, you can do all those. <laughs> Pretty and sure. I know they definitely. And sync moves. And. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, at least to, to my knowledge of Showdown, uh, I know they definitely have maxing and they definitely have megas. I forget if they have Z moves. They, they, I expect they do because like their whole goal is to basically have as everything in it, and mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't want to acknowledge anymore, basically. But also, I could see them not having Z moves because Z moves are kind of. Yeah, I don't think there are actually yeah. Z moves in Masters. I was just being facetious. But yeah, all the rest of that like... stuff is there. Yeah. Z moves, I feel like, always were just like a weird thing because it's like it takes up your item slot to do that. It's one and done, and it's mm-hmm. like it can be a little bit too powerful, or it can basically just fail <laughs> to yeah. like really do a whole lot. It's kind of like an all or nothing, and it's like, well, this isn't as worth like the Mega Stone mechanic, where it's like, yeah, that's taking up your item slot, but also you get a massive power boost and usually a type change and ability change. <laughs> yeah, Terrestrializing is not here, and I suspect it will not be here. But other than that, yeah, everything. No, oh, really. Because, like, is terrestrial? I forget if terrestrializing is in Pokemon Go at this point. Well, because the thing is that in Masters, a Pokemon's type doesn't actually matter. The type is determined by what attack moves it knows. So if you know a fire-type move, you're a fire-type Pokemon, you know? Yeah. So terrestrializing really wouldn't do anything, yeah, practically I, I guess, speaking. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean, like, the typing doesn't really even matter in Pokemon Go anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there are three type Pokemon in Masters just because they know three different types of moves. So that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that being, like, one of the big rumors for uh, Scarlet and Violet, which kind of ended up being true of, like, there being triple types, but it's, like, not really. I mean. Because it. Yeah. Halucha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's been a while. Right, right. Halucha is still just like a weird thing where it's like that move of it is like both fighting and flying. Yep. It's like so weird. Yeah, that's so strange. <laughs> and it's like they never did anything else like that with, with anyone else. It's just Halucha of all Pokemon. It's mm-hmm. so weird. <sighs> Pokemon's strange. Gosh, those are strange. We should probably actually start because we're 50 minutes in when we said we were going to start like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> ah, but Pokemon's. Okay. Um... So, yes, uh, Avatar colon The Last Airbender colon The Avatar Chronicles colon The Rise of Kyoshi. Uh, part I like three. how I, I like how I was about to take a drink, and meanwhile, it's like at least I caught myself before as you were starting being like, Are they gonna do it again? Yep, there they go. <laughs> well, I didn't do it in the intro this time, okay? Fair, <laughs> and also, I did it in the wrong order. <laughs> Okay, well, whatever. I, I'm I'm gonna let you know. I'm not gonna learn it. I'm just, this is always why the Kyoshi to me. I'm not learning that whole <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> so yes, much after this week is chapter five, Revelations. When we last left off, Kyoshi was helping um, uh, uh, in the kitchen as Kelsong was like he had been banished from being anywhere near Avatar Yun because they thought Avatar Yun was like lusting after the air powers and that was messing with his ability <laughs> to do fire so uh he went to the kitchen and uh he was singing dirty songs which greatly amused the kitchen staff and then kiyoshi chimed in with another verse 
which uh, Kelsong panicked and grabbed her so hard that he bruised her arm. So, uh, <laughs> we pick up in this new chapter with Kelsong taking Kyoshi away from everyone else, and he, they're in like an empty study room, and apparently he spends fully half an hour just apologizing for having hurt her, so... <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know how it takes that long to try to explain things. <laughs> I don't think I like this guy. This feels like abuser behavior. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like he and his buddy are both kind of exhibiting abuser behavior in a sense. <laughs> yeah, like we heard a lot last episode about how he took Kyoshi in and was like her surrogate dad, but this behavior mm -hmm. is the only thing we've really seen from him, and it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm kind of hoping that we actually do get a little bit more slash better out of Kelsong before shit hits the fan, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so here's the weird thing, right? Is um, he pulls her aside and he explains why he lost control, and then we skip ahead. We do not get why he lost control. Now we, the readers, know it's because Kyoshi is the Avatar, and she has just proved it somehow. But it, the book does not tell us that. It skips past that entirely to Kiyoshi said yeah, in response like, to the worst news like she'd they, ever heard in her life. Yeah, they leave it up to interpretation, but it's like, it really isn't that hard to figure out that it's like, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's what's been going on. So I was right in that assumption last week where I was like, yep, I think it's because of this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just super weird how they do that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're in like this cramped library or whatever, and it's very dusty. And she's thinking about how she needs to dust this place as she tells Kelsong that, you know, he's wrong because Yun is the Avatar. Obviously, come on, don't be stupid. You're like a monk or whatever. But... <laughs> <laughs> you're one of those airbenders. You're like a monk or something, right? How can you be wrong? And it's like, well, that's because he's still a human. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Kelsong basically says that he, he he tries to explain a little bit that things were weird after Kurok died because they like all the Earth traditions didn't work. We got a taste of this in the first chapter, but not the full thing, and it just stopped working, and no one could figure it out, and it was just fully chaos, and everyone felt like they were abandoned by their ancestors and the spirits, and. There were a bunch of people talking about how Kurik was like the last avatar and there was never going to be another one and the world was doomed because there was no more bridge but to the spirit world. And uh, then Jianju managed to find Yun and find him as the next avatar. But the way he did that is a top secret. No one knows this. And uh, apparently even Kyoshi has not heard this. Yun has never told her that. Because uh, he was forbidden to do that, probably. Because if anybody knew, it would make him seem like a fake. So. <laughs> I mean, none of their normal methods work. So it's like, well, if you can at least recognize something, then it's like, you know, again, this is a pretty safe assumption at yeah. the time. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, they. they it's, like... it's, just, it's just that they happen to be like, oh, fuck, maybe that was just a coincidence. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a reason why this kid can't do any other bending. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Like, can you imagine, like, having to basically try to, like, hide the fact that Yoon can't do any other bending but they're bending for, like, 70 years or something like that? <laughs> Just, like, every time they're like, hey, Avatar, can you airbend? He's like, oh, sorry, <coughs> I'm so sick, I can't do it at the moment, I can't breathe easily. <laughs> Honestly, he's so good at earthbending, I think he could probably fake airbending just by, like, slamming dust particles into air currents. <laughs> <laughs> Just ignore the giant column of earth that uh, shot up to do that. Uh, it's it's just for effect. I'm bending. I'm combining the two for. Well, I mean, like in in his training saga chapter, he could like crush stone so fine that it became a powder that mixed with the air, and then he could control it mm -hmm. in the air. So I feel like if he can manipulate that fine dust, then he could like simulate air bending as long as he's sneaky about it. You know what I mean? Uh, that doesn't explain how we would pretend to do fire or water, though. Yeah, that's that would be harder. <laughs> I mean, I guess water. It's like if you're near the ocean, you could like make you could basically cause an earthquake in the ocean to make a tsunami wave. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no way you're getting around not being in a fire bend. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <sighs> you I, mean, just I guess you could do the dust fuck... thing again and just say that your fire is so hot that it's white. But I think that's gonna fall apart real fast. <laughs> Just, just you and carrying around a fucking Zippo lighter doing tricks with it, being like, I'm firebending. <laughs> uh, like, I don't think that's going to pass, my guy. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, so Killsong tells the story of how they found Yun in the first place, because, again, this is like top secret. The two of them were by which I mean Kelsong and Jianju were in Makapu, of which they were like, surveying the volcano because they've basically decided that you know we're not going to find the avatar we have to solve our problems ourselves whatever and then they notice a crowd just like huddled around a kid playing pie show which it's kind of like a think of it as fantasy mahjong it's they just invented a game for the show and that's yeah i i i really i would have to expect at this point they probably have actually made pie show into a real board game i would think uh, I don't know if they have. I'm looking this up. Uh, yeah, uh, Glowforge. I'm looking at uh, yeah, Paisho board and tiles. Uh, because I know they usually do this a lot in game in books and stuff like that. Because like uh, have you ever read the King Killer Chronicle books? Can't say that I have. Uh, it's like the name of the wind and the wise man's fear. Uh, there's a there's a board game that I think is called Tack, which is like never really fully explained how it works in the in the books, but I know that people actually did make that. Like, I think it's like actually something that maybe the writer Patrick Gruffus like actually created himself, like an actual board game that you can play and buy. Okay, so yeah. it looks like there's no like official pie show. That's not a real game. However, fans have created a set of rules that they oblige by to play the game, kind of like how the real-life Quidditch leagues work. Yeah, well, I mean, those are lame, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, You don't want to just... run around with a broomstick between your legs chasing a dude dressed all in yellow? No, I kind of don't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I get that college campuses do at least some cool things like that, like when it's like, bring your Nerf guns and we're going to simulate a zombie apocalypse kind of thing with Nerf guns, because, like, who doesn't love Nerf guns? 
but 14 people running around pretending that they're wizards while 400 people pretend to be fucking magic balls is fucking well, dumb. <laughs> no, like, that's not... Quidditch is not about pretending to be wizards. It's about running around being dummies. And only one of the magic balls is played by a human. Oh, wait, but what about... Oh, I guess... Well, I guess the one ball that they're passing between each other can just be a ball, but how do they replicate the the balls trying to murder people? Dodgeball. Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess that, ma that makes sense, I guess. Remember, two of the people on the team, their entire job is to make sure those murder balls go toward the enemy, so... So uh, is it like only like those four players can actually touch the dodgeballs, essentially, and they're trying to just bean other people with them? I believe that is the case. I've never played it myself, but that is my understanding. I guess I guess that makes sense. But still, that's 15 people to front around, one dressed up all in yellow. Yeah, but what if you and two of your friends were playing soccer with three other people, and then also someone else was playing dodgeball at you? Well, there's seven players on the team. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. Um, actually, the rules of Quidditch here, but there's seven on each team, not just four or five. Well, yeah, but three of them are the only ones who are allowed to, like. Oh, true, true. Yeah, yeah. the only three of them actually throw the normal ball to get the normal points. While two are dealing with the murder thing. Uh -huh. One is goalkeeper, and the other one is trying to find the actual way to win, which is fucking dumb. Yeah, so, I mean, four people are playing soccer, two people are playing dodgeball, and one person is dicking around and waiting for someone dressed in yellow to run away. <laughs> I, I still love that Luce made fun of that fucking game. <laughs> Remember when they were doing the uh, the Grudge rematch one? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can see the one, yeah, when she made fun of the stupid rules. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this kid playing Paisho is, he's hustling tourists. Essentially, he's doing a confidence game, which is to say that you, you get a tourist to buy in. They pay you a certain amount of money on the condition that if they win, they win more money. It's gambling, right? But uh, the thing he's doing is called the blind bag gambit. And the idea is that the challenger gets to play a normal game, but you have to draw tiles out of the bag blindly and then just play with that. It's very much like the shell game or back alley poker. It's, it's purely a scam. But the thing is, is that um, as much as it's... Definitely supposed to be rigged. Uh, this kid was not cheating. He fully was just winning correctly by randomly drawing tiles. And they would have just like passed on this because while it is weird, it's, you know, somebody playing Mahjong and being very good at it. Uh, it's not even being very good at it, it's being very lucky at it. <laughs> this is true, yes. Yes. <laughs> So skill, it's just, oh, well, dumb chance, I'm rolling all 20s here, just after one after another, weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the thing is, is that Jeonju notices that uh, this kid is, like, pulling Kurik's favorite strategies, because Kurik was very much a Paisho player, he was a genius at the game, and this kid is replicating his strategies exactly, down to the placement of every single tile, just randomly drawing from the bag, which uh, is, frankly, uh, completely improbable. There's a little bit of uh, an explanation of how preposterously unlikely it would be for two players to be exactly the same in this way. And it's not... 
fully explained, but yes, it's a very big number. It it couldn't possibly be a coincidence. Why would it be a coincidence? That wouldn't make any sense at all. It's like every person playing Pi Show might as well be advertising their identity with a fingerprint. That's how unique playstyles are. But uh, it turns out uh, sometimes fingerprints do actually uh, repeat themselves, and multiple people can have the same fingerprints. So just keep yeah. that in mind for the future. I do especially like how they both take the opportunity at this point during their speculations just dunk on Karuk again. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, it was like, Pai Show was like one of the few things he actually took seriously. Nothing else, nothing important. He liked playing board games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like playing board games is different than unequivocally one of the greatest players in history. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, but they but they do not pass on the opportunity to also to still dunk on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, my friend who died, like, uh, let's see how long ago at this point, like 20 years ago? No, not even, like 16 years ago. Because, like, because Kiyoshi and Yuna are 16, right? Uh, yeah, so... something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So it's like this my friend who only died like sixteen years ago. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking dunk his ass right now in front of this person who might be his reincarnation. <laughs> uh, like he's a fucking Oreo. <laughs> yeah. Um so on top of that, when they saw Yun like Earthbends, they realized that this must be the Avatar, because not only is he doing these incredible Pai Show maneuvers but literally no one else is as good at earthbending as Yun is. It's just not... It It would be completely unbelievable for him to not be the Avatar. Like, how could that possibly happen? Um, Some people are just really good at their kind of bending, just because they're really good it doesn't make them automatically be the Avatar. <laughs> yeah, but the best, though. No one has ever been this good before. <laughs> And cut to like 40 years in the future when Toph will literally develop a subsection of Earthbending that nobody else has ever done before. She must be the Avatar. No, she's not! She hangs out with the Avatar. She trained him in how to Earthbend by hitting him with rocks. <laughs> Until eventually he learned how to punch a rock. <laughs> All of this, learning this story, pretty much only serves to upset Kiyoshi because this is all like direct proof that Yun is the avatar so why would Kelsong tell her that she might be I mean that is just cruel and rude and she's it, it kind of implies that she's crying but it doesn't actually say that and they uh they take off Kelsong also is implied to be crying but it doesn't say that so that's great I love it when a book doesn't tell you what's happening <laughs> um so the two of them take off. They're just kind of wandering around the mansion, and uh, they are like going in the quickest way they can because they don't want to bump into any of the visiting dignitaries and have them try to talk to Kelsong, who's you know an important Airbender. So, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Is to just bump into a foreign dignitary as you're bawling your eyes out and trying to sneak back to your bedroom. Kelsang, um, uh, what's going on? Uh, don't worry about it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, they very they they pass all through all sorts of things, and Kyoshi is kind of feeling a little bit. Um, uh, I don't really know what the word for this is, but it is as though she is feeling that other people feel that she is being ungrateful. 
because she is one of the very few staff who like live full time in this big beautiful house and like the fact that she's even considering the possibility that she might be the avatar here is like a betrayal of the people who let her live in this house it's very it's emotionally fraught <laughs> yeah but like i really hope at some point she realizes it's not her fault that's like it's not her fault that these guys have had the wrong dude for years at this point. Mm -hmm. That's kind of on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, they finally get back to Kiyoshi's room, and it, it's hard for them to both fit in here because they are the same height, which tells us that Kiyoshi is like 6'5 already as a 16-year-old. <laughs> um, <laughs> but because they are so big that they have, they have practiced like shrinking themselves down to fit into space... <laughs> mastered the art of um crunching themselves um yeah they, they can both cast and large slash reduce at will once a day <laughs> but yeah she it's it's just a very small room she basically has like nothing a trunk that she's been carrying around her entire life a journal that came with it and then just like a couple of knickknacks from when she was living on the street and kelsong apparently hasn't been here for a while because he brings up like how, oh, wow, you still have that stuff? I know how important that was to you when you were a little kid. And he tells a story about, like, tracking down Kiyoshi, who at the time was homeless, and she had apparently dug underneath the blacksmith's house and created a little nest for herself. <laughs> and um, when he tracked her down, she was, like, wrapping her body around this stuff to try and keep him away from it, <laughs> so... <laughs> Just imagining her as, like, trying to do her best snake impression. Just like trying to like lead, like surround it with her body. Yeah, basically. <laughs> also, I can recognize when there's some fucking Chekhov's gun staring me in the face. This journal and this trunk are definitely going to come up in some regard. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and Kiyoshi has a little bit of internal monologue here about how like it's all right. Yeah, maybe back then she would have died to protect the chest, but these days, I don't know, her feelings are complicated, and she's considered setting them both on fire multiple times. Um, so uh, they, they kind of sit down as they're minimizing themselves and doing their best to not be super cramped in here, and Kyoshi gets back on topic, and she's like, what? So your entire evidence that I'm the Avatar is that I made up a stupid song? And Kelsong's answer, basically, is that no, actually, it's because that was the exact words of a poem that Korok wrote, and, like, that is even more of a coincidence than people playing the same Pi Show game, you know? So, I remember when we brought that up last week, where it's like, oh, this has to be, like, some really old esoteric song that, like... Kelsong knows because he was friends with an avatar. I didn't realize that this is a song that was made in like the last like decade or two. <laughs> yeah, it's um, because of course the verse itself is the, the tune they're singing it to is just a sailor's chanty. Anybody could mm -hmm. know that, but the words are Kurik's poem here that he wrote right. it about twenty years ago. And uh, the thing is, is that this is super duper top secret. No one, no one can know this, like even more so than the other thing. But um, uh, when Kurok's companions like started drifting away after his avatar adventures, they all went on their own way. And like Heron started teaching at the fire academy and Jianju went back to work for his family. And, you know, uh, 
uh, hey, Ron married Rongi's dad, Junsik, who will never appear in this book. I don't know if he's dead or not, but he's Hooray! not here. <laughs> Doesn't um, matter. <laughs> does not matter. Um, and of course, um, Kelsong is like in the process of learning to take over the Southern Air Temple because he's famous and people like him. And Kyoshi feels weird about this because... Old people don't have pasts. What are you talking about? That doesn't make any <laughs> yeah, sense. Old, old people just spring up from the ground as is. They, they weren't kids at one point. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. But, but Korok just kept on traveling until eventually he showed up one day and showed uh, Kelsong this poem, which uh, he had written it as a declaration of eternal love. The thing is, though, is that he showed up with this declaration of eternal love for Heyron two months after her wedding. Whoops. Uh-huh. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, he does say that this is three months before Jeonju's father got sick, but that doesn't really give us any information here because we don't know anything else about his dad either, so... Yeah, I I'd imagine that, like, the implication there is that, like, his father had passed away after getting sick yeah almost certainly that's but that's how i'm choosing to interpret it yeah yeah it, it just it's a weird aside here because john Ju has nothing to do with this current scene we're talking yeah. about heron and Kirk right now <laughs> yeah it's a little it's a little bit of a weird non sequitur to bring him up being like and what was he doing at the moment uh you know getting ready for his dad to die i guess <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's um he mentioned specifically that uh Korok's version of it didn't use the sailor's tune, and it wasn't, like, a song. But, uh, this Kyoshi sort of jumps on as a weapon, because, like, obviously it's different, right? That's gotta be coincidence. And, boy, it's sure weird that he happens to remember that poem exactly 20 years later. Clearly, I'm not the Avatar. You must be misremembering. But, uh, the thing is, is that the reason Kelsong remembers this poem is because uh, of the whole Kurik was going to give it to Heyron thing. So... <laughs> um, Kelsong admits that he kind of got in the way of their relationship by yelling at Kurik for being so stupid and selfish. Which, honestly, like, good. Kelsong seems yeah. to carry a lot of grief over this, but you did the right thing, bro. Like... Be there yeah, for your like, friends, even when they're being idiots. And sometimes that means yelling at them for being idiots. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot <laughs> going on there with like, yeah, don't get in the way of like, you know, these people's happiness for your own benefit here, Kuruk. Mm -hmm. why, why is it that every time Kuruk gets brought up, I just always think less of him? <laughs> <laughs> Guy kind of just fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, thing is, is that Kelsong thinks that Heron does kind of love Kurik in her own way, and so he's always felt guilty about this, because what if that was, like, a real important relationship that I destroyed? Which, like, to be fair, Heron does have two hands, maybe, but I don't know, her husband, maybe that wouldn't have worked out. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Kyoshi, like, immediately decides that, no, actually, Kelsong did the right thing, because if he hadn't, there would be no Rangi, and Rangi is the most important thing, so obviously this mm -hmm. is correct. Mm -hmm. Yep, she agrees because she's bi as hell. Yes. <laughs> you know, in addition to Rangi being one of her besties. <laughs> <laughs> 
totally she's a bestie that she would also definitely uh, want to kiss you know just just as all <laughs> besties do right <laughs> yeah normal you gotta kiss the besties good night <laughs> <laughs> but yes um so the thing is is that a couple months after all of this Korok mates uh I, I think that's umi umi i'm not sure and i think uh, it is i'm pretty sure it's umi yeah Cause okay i'm because I'm pretty sure he mentions her name during like that bit where he talks to Aang, being like, "Yeah, you should definitely kill Ozai, my guy." <laughs> I'm pr- pretty sure he mentioned her by name, and I'm pretty sure it's Umi. Well, the main reason I'm confused about that is that in translation from Japanese, Umi is usually U M I, and this has two M's, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. But obviously, that's not universal because, like, again, yeah. fake Asian language names. <laughs> Yeah. And and also it's like, I mean, how often is she gonna be brought up in the rest of this book? Not a lot. Considering that she's also dead. <laughs> but yeah, um Kyoshi doesn't actually bother asking who that is, but she has decided that she does not like Korok. He's she thinks he's <laughs> Yeah, big same. <laughs> Kyoshi has the right of it in this regard. Korok sucked. Eh, he's complicated. Um, but yeah, so the thing is, is that since Yun is having so much trouble firebending, and like, Jeonju is... Kalsong doesn't know the details, but he's really concerned that Jeonju is becoming way more extreme, which, TBF, he is. We just saw yeah, him yeah, torture a child. Yeah, yeah, I, my note here literally says that sure is one way of thinking of Kelsong, he's literally torturing the boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Kelsong's been banished, so he doesn't know that. That's the thing, right, is that the excuse is that we don't want Yun worrying about airbending later, but it's actually just to get this guy out of the way, because he would stop Jeonju from torturing the yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, Kelsong should stand his ground and be like, nope, I gotta make sure you're not fucking around here with this kid because it's like, yeah, it's a bad time when he's not there to apparently give some oversight. Because <laughs> Yoon is quite literally being tortured. <laughs> but yeah, um, Kyoshi had no idea that Yoon couldn't firebend. So apparently they're very good at keeping this a secret because she lives in that house. Yeah, yeah. Why, why wouldn't she know that he's not been able to figure out any other form of bending by this point? Yeah, for sure. Like, especially given that he is one of her closest friends, he's not and, talking and to as, her apparently at and all. As we'll, and as we'll get into the next chapter, her job is to follow him around and clean up his messes. <laughs> <laughs> she literally describes herself as his nanny. <laughs> How does she not know this guy can't bend at all besides her bending? <laughs> Uh, but yes, um, maybe it's always like, "Hey, Kiyoshi, look over this way." Uh, <laughs> just real quick, like it's always Rangi. Time to <laughs> Rangi's always trying to distract her at some point, just being like, just doing like a dance or something. <laughs> just look over here. Look at this bisexual energy dance, <laughs> Kiyoshi. Oh, you can't pay attention to the avatar. Whoops. <laughs> well, as we have established, Rangi is extremely good at sneaking around, and Kiyoshi cannot spot her for anything at all. So maybe Rangi is just like hiding behind Yoon and throwing fire out and pretending. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like, now the two of them in a fucking Muppet Man trench coat with her on bottom shooting fire. <laughs> like, wow, weird. Yoon seems like he's like a good like three feet taller today. Maybe it's just based on my maybe it's just my perspective I'm looking at. Maybe you know, maybe that's just that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Kelsong 
really he's empathetic if nothing else he figures out how rattled she is by this revelation and he tries to reassure her that like you know he's still probably the avatar the, the facts make the most sense for him that hasn't changed anything it's just like since we don't have definitive proof and none of the ways that this works have like actually worked we do have to take into consideration that the person who knows the secret poem is maybe also the avatar we have to figure like we're not saying you are, but we have to consider all possibilities, you know? Yeah. Gotta cover all the bases now that another person who's the potential person has presented themselves. Yeah. And he mentions that she also has other Avatar-ish qualities that she kind of scoffs about, but his the one he decides on is selfless humility, because he's not... I don't think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't remember chapter one. Like, we saw her mm -hmm. pick the little turtle artifact out of the lineup, but she doesn't actually remember that, is the thing. So yeah, he was, knows that. She was like, he knows she was like that seven. about her. She doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she was seven. She doesn't remember mm -hmm. that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so that's two data points that he has, and she's only got the one. <laughs> but... but she does still have it. The turtle has come back. <laughs> this is true, yeah. She does still have the turtle. She just doesn't remember how she got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the uh, Kelsong talks a little bit about how, like, he's sorry. He he wishes that he had a better answer for her. And he also wishes that he had the chance to talk to Kyoshi's parents, because maybe they could have given him some more information that could help. And this... She has a moment here where she just snaps all of a sudden and just kicks the trunk because, like, she hates her parents. It, we don't get all of the details here, but she talks about how much they would have loved having the Avatar as a child because it would have been such a good prize for them to have. And Kelsung tries to say that they would be proud of their daughter no matter what, but Kyoshi fully just like, no, they wouldn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, yeah, that's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so she asks him to keep it a secret, just to be like, because they don't know what's going on, right? So just keep it on the down low and don't freak anybody out. We don't want to get Yun in trouble. Maybe if you think about it more, you'll remember Kuruk's poem was different. Or maybe Yun will figure out firebending, you know. But yeah, uh, Kelsung does not bother to answer. He's just staring at that little clay turtle she stole all those years ago. And eventually he says, all right, fine, but we will have to tell them, like, eventually. We've got to figure out what's up. If you're the Avatar, we can't just sit on this, you know? <laughs> yeah, again, we can't pretend. We can't Muppet Man Rangi with Yoon all the time to pretend that he can firebend. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so he leaves and Kyoshi just sits down and has a good panic attack because like, you know, she's not important or smart or a dignitary or whatever, but she's also not stupid. And if she's the avatar, then everything is going to explode like so bad. If she is mm -hmm. the avatar, everything is going to come down and specifically it's going to come down on her. So she's uh, <laughs> she's fully having a panic attack here. <laughs> Yep. And it's not going to go away because it's going to continue <laughs> in the next chapter. It certainly is. And she's she's looking at like that journal again, the one that came from her parents. And she's thinking about, like, would they have left her behind if they had had any idea she could be valuable? And then um, someone knocks on the door and she realizes that 
she has a shift that she's supposed to be at. She is technically on the clock. And <laughs> so she just sort of partitions that entire conversation, drops it into the back of her mind so she can hide her emotions, which seems very healthy, and Yay. goes to the door. And uh, it's not who she expects, though, because Yun is here. And that is the end of my chapter. <laughs> Oh yeah, like uh, what I was gonna bring up is like you would think that anybody who had a kid around the time that the Avatar died would maybe be a little bit like we gotta hang on to this kid. We might not like <laughs> them much. They might they might have bad vibes, but we gotta hang on to this kid for a bit because we might profit off of them being the Avatar if they are. Because <laughs> like by this point, people know how the Avatar cycle works. It's like yeah, think. if you get if you get the news that the Avatar died literally the same day your kid was born, it's like yeah, you kind of have to hang on to this kid. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna want to check in on that, maybe. Yeah, especially if it's like, well, you know, uh, maybe we should, uh, you know, I know we left our kid on Jakku, but maybe we should go back there real quick. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're like, Kyoshi seems to think of her parents as more or less exactly the same as that guy from the first chapter who was trying to sell his kid, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, probably way worse, because that guy was at least not abandoning his child if he didn't get money out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was still treating her as his daughter compared to uh, her whole situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, no, I like it. It's a good chapter. We get a lot of nice backstory mm -hmm. here. It's fun. Yeah. Like I, I was like pretty sure I remember it being pretty quickly on when they were like, oh, fuck, we got the wrong guy, huh? Shit. <laughs> In this book. <laughs> Because again, like I've only read like a few chapters past this when I first got the book a few years ago, mm -hmm. so like I was like pretty sure it was quickly in here, but like yeah, we're we're not fully there yet of like definitive evidence, even though obviously we know she is actually the Avatar because of her being the Avatar in the you know the TV show. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a little strange, right? Because. Given that we already knew she was the Avatar going into the book, it's weird that we're five chapters in and we're just now getting the possibility that maybe that's her <laughs> yeah and there's like gonna be a few more until it's gonna be a lot more evidence. like yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's like one of those situations where it's like again we already know how this obviously goes it's just more like how do we get from this kiyoshi being a nervous train wreck to the kiyoshi who's like yeah i would fucking murder a guy if i needed to to save the world fuck him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll fucking, like, tear off the part of this, like, uh, peninsula in order to make my own island. Fuck everybody. What are, you, what are they gonna do? They can't stop me. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how we get from, well, I guess, to there from here. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it will. But for the moment, I think we need to take a break to talk about our Patreon. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Yeah, so you can find us always at patreon.com slash usweirdoscast. It's, uh, it's a great place to hang out. I mean, it's not exactly a place to hang out. There's not, like, you can You can cut. We don't have forums, can, but we do have good stuff. You can comment stuff. on the posts. <laughs> it's true, I've, you can I've comment on the posts. We can turn it into our private I've occasionally forums. commented on them when it's something that I feel like I need to, like if I forget about something in one of the Let's Plays, or in the case of talking about Marco Wads, where I'm like, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... 
course, uh, speaking of Marco Wise, the main thing you get on our show is a 13 weeks advance on The Axe Files, our sister show that we do with my good friend Kate. But uh, in addition to that, I also do a weekly queer book review. I pick a book that I think people might enjoy and give you the rundown on what's good, bad, and trigger warning-y about it. And I, meanwhile, uh, mostly just look at my computer and stare at Steam until I see something that's appealing to play for, like, two hours or so. Uh, I still have not figured out what I'm doing with Final Fantasy VI because of that fan mod being weird in places, but mostly I've just committed to just playing the rest of Baldur's Gate 3 at that. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I was, like, being like, oh, I just want to do the city stuff for, like, the main companions, I'll do that, I'll get it done, and then, like, I started getting dragged into the fucking hag stuff again, because there's the hag plot line, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm getting distracted again, fuck. <laughs> But when you look around at more stuff and do more quests, you get cool shit in exchange. Even though I'm at the level cap and leveling doesn't matter, therefore fights shouldn't really matter, right? Well, at any rate, um, <laughs> you should come join us. But the other thing that we have to do is give a shout out to our patrons. So we need to send a huge thank you to Bookcase Queen and Aurora Borealis. Thank you so mm -hmm. much, yo. Yep. We continue to appreciate your support and hope you stick around. <laughs> Y'all are the best. And uh, with that, I'd say it's probably about time to get back to the show. Uh, enjoy the book. Yep, and then that will continue us with Chapter 6, which is just called Promises. Pretty pretty short and succinct uh, chapter titles for these last <laughs> few. Uh, that just cuts to uh, Kiyoshi and Yoon sorting through the massive pile of gifts that had arrived for the latter, because apparently everybody just keeps giving a bunch of gifts to the Avatar. Well, sure. One, he's the Avatar, and two, a whole bunch of new foreign dignitaries just showed up. They're gonna bring presents. Exactly. I mean, it's like a little bit of a courtesy if you're traveling this far along just to see this guy that you might want to, like, you know, bring something along. You know, at the minimum, you want to bring, like, you know, a dish of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> Considering that this, most of the shit just seems to sit here, I think you would actually more appreciate having somebody bring food compared to just bringing more of this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, speaking of, he's just taking up space commentating on how he has no idea how to use a sword that was given to him, because he's just playing around for the sword. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, they could always have Rangi teach him, because, uh, what kind of boy doesn't like swords? And also, hey, Kiyoshi, swords are a cool thing across gender lines, it's not a boy thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would argue that swords are more a lesbian thing than anything. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like nothing is gayer than two women, uh, having a sword fight. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Men having sword fights uh, isn't gay most of the time, but women having sword yeah. fights is always gay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like some some cases of guys having sword fights is gay. I mean, have you seen the gifts of like uh, Amuro and uh, Char having that sword fight from the original Gundam series? <laughs> I mean, one, no, and two, I said most of the time. <laughs> okay, well, fair. But that is very gay. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, yeah. Qui Gon Jinn fighting Darth Maul is not gay. No, no, definitely not. I mean, that's literally a fight to the death. Qui-Gon dies. <laughs> Spoilers, Qui-Gon loses. <laughs> he gets impaled in the bad way, not the good way. <laughs> I really love how hard they went making up excuses for that in the extended lore. Like, Qui-Gon Jinn is the best swordsman in the galaxy, but he only lost that fight because he hadn't slept for four days beforehand. And like, Come on, guys. Wait, really? It's that's yep. that's not at all conveyed in the movie. No, it's not. <laughs> that is retroactive canon because that's stupid. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be fair, also like when you think about it, like right before he gets 
stabbed. Doesn't it? Isn't it like uh, Darth Maul like just bats him in the face with the lightsaber hilt or something like that? I <laughs> mean, probably. I forget which one. I think it's something like that. He just like knocks him off like balance by like hitting him in the chin or something like that before he stabs him. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty normal for a lightsaber fight. Is the thing. I guess. Especially in the prequels. They got so yeah. creative with the choreography. I don't really like the prequels for the most part, but their fight choreographers are. <laughs> yeah, the cor- the fight choreography, to my recollection, is pretty good. With the exception of that one Yoda fight. Oh yeah, I mean, that's CGI. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> the, bad, the bad Yoda CGI in general is terrible, but the CGI Yoda fight is stupid. I mean, I guess both, actually. I mean, it's... Uh. it's a- the the latter one at least is fine because Palpatine's is having the fucking time of his life throwing fucking stands at him. <laughs> That's fun, but the Yoda stuff is so bad. <laughs> yeah, see, I re- I do enjoy that second one because uh, Ian McDermott is very clearly having a blast and being able yeah. to like actually act, and it's not as much like frenetic, kinetic. This guy's bouncing all over the place; you can't see what's going on. It's slower and more measured in a way that makes the fight make sense, as opposed yeah. to the one and two where it's just this is a blob. Yeah, this is good. a blob on a screen. This yeah. is Sir Christopher Lee doing his best to pretend that there is not a blob. <laughs> yeah. It's like Man, even like Ian McGarman is probably like the one saving grace of Rise of Skywalker, because he's also just having a fucking blast being just like the dumbest, shittiest guy possible. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Just just him saying granddaughter in the Palpatine voice, it's just, you can tell he was just laughing when he read that line of like, you fucking kidding me? Sure, okay. This is where we're going with this shit. Fine. <laughs> uh, man, Palpatine. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we at this point get some narration about how this sort of stuff of like sorting through this junk and whatnot is Kyoshi's actual job at the mansion. Because contrary to what townsfolk expect an orphan unwanted team to handle all the dirtiest shitty jobs in the place, she actually just basically cleans up after Yoon. <laughs> that's that's literally her job. Uh, they basically had discovered that he is an incredible slob that needed a full-time servant just following him and tidying up after him shortly after he arrived. And basically once uh, Kelsang strung on uh, Yangju... I always forget his name. Fucking Jianju? That's what I've been saying. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I listened to the book a little bit, and it's like, I always forget how they pronounce it. But yeah, uh, Kelsang's strong arm just random is going to do that <laughs> until I can actually listen back again and try to figure it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, once he had hired Kiyoshi, they discovered that she just has a strong compulsive need to reorganize things and maintain order. So, you know, Kiyoshi has ADHD, and also she was put on place, placed on what is described as avatar containment duty. <laughs> yeah, we love a queer neurodivergent avatar. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Who's also, uh, well, I mean, Yuri's like queer. Yeah, I was about to say she's bisexual. That's queer. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, but to being fair, the hit deep pile here isn't Yoon's fault this time, since a lot of people just keep tossing shit at him out of either love or the curry favor with the Avatar. So her task is basically often to fish through the mass and pack them all away. <laughs> this is what she does, apparently. She's just like, well, I guess this is what I gotta do. I gotta sort this shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Yoon, Yoon's a bit bummed that she won't let him keep literally the 44th Paisho board that he's been given, <laughs> despite it being a rather nice set. But basically when it comes to shit like this, she has seniority over him, even though he's the Avatar, so he's gonna <laughs> have to suck it up. <laughs> Pretty funny how this guy can just be mopey about it, when it's like, my guy, you already have 43 of these, <laughs> you yep. don't need mm-hmm. another one. But but he needs his Paisho board for like the, the third, uh, like, 
freaking full moon of the year on only uh, odd numbered years. You never know. <laughs> For spe- it's a special occasion, Faiso board. I don't know. I'm but what if he needs up. to play 44 people at the same time? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Him just running across the, an entire stadium playing one board at a time each turn. And to be like, okay, where was I at this point in this one? This was like the 27 board I was at. Where, where the fuck was where they moved to? Shit. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. He could probably beat them all. He just has bullshit luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kiyoshi basically just thinks at this point how she desperately needs this, this level of normalcy to help her process her earlier conversation with Kao Song since she feels like it's a betrayal of Yoon to take what it is, even though again, it's not her fault. <laughs> Their fault they got the wrong guy and didn't figure out the proper ways to finding the avatar. That's them, not you. <laughs> Uh, she then knows at this point that Yoon is wearing boots likely made of baby turtle seal hide, which grosses her out instead of his usual slippers. Uh, mm. but she tries to get them from him since they clearly don't fit him because they're too large. Like, hilariously and... too large? Like, y- yeah. He's wearing he's Sora's like... shoes? Yeah. <laughs> God, imagining this kid now wearing fucking Mickey Mouse shoes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, bad that they made them out of baby turtle seals. Turtle seals are cute. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But basically, at this point, she realizes that he stuffed the empty space with bandages, and when she tries to pry one off, he gets really defensive with a look of dread on his face. And at this point, I think it's pretty much conveyed to us that it's because of how fucked his feet got during his torture from Jianju. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyoshi doesn't know that, but I mean, yeah. he's. He's severely injured, and he's wearing shoes because, yeah. like earlier, it mentioned that he does not wear shoes. That's just not a thing with him. He hates it because he can't like sense the earth beneath him when he's wearing shoes. Yeah, that... So the fact that he's fighting to keep them on, yeah, and also because he's hiding the actual abuse from one of the yeah, he just desperately great. does not want Kyoshi to know what's going on in there. Yeah, no, Kyoshi, you should find out, and you should go kick Janji's uh, uh, ass because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but during this, she also notes how he rarely raises his voice at her. So this is, you know, again something that is actually taken taken seriously. And she also realizes that uh, it's actually I skipped over a little bit. He like after this, like it kind of just shifts from that to him putting his hands on his shoulders, basically doing the uh, Spider Verse Hey thing kind of deal. <laughs> at least as I'm yeah, about both this, hands. Yeah, two both fans, but like with a look of like he has like a look of like pleading with her about something on his face, and while it, and she's used to his like flirty smiles to get a ride out of her and his puppy dog eyes to ask her something, she realizes that this is like a genuine genuine desire that he's about to ask her, which he doesn't often do actually. So she realizes something's going on, and basically just gets him to spill the beans about how he wants her to accompany him when he goes to sign the treaty with Takaka. Which we have mentioned like last week. In yeah, the pirate queen. <laughs> yep. She she probably has bisexual energy to her too, right? I forget. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Okay, well, she's, she's a pirate queen. I feel like that's just I feel like that's just a stereotype for pirate queens, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> I feel like she could use a healthy dose of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kissing a girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well then. Uh, Kiyoshi accurately asks why, because she's basically his nanny, and that he would need somebody like Rangi or the entire Fire Navy fleet at this point to do this, <laughs> rather than her. Uh, 
But he says that Rangi's already coming along, but he also wants to bring Kiyoshi along because he wants somebody with perspective as a regular person who can basically just be scared and overwhelmed just like he is. Instead of being surrounded by basically just yes men, just there <laughs> to just mentor the avatar and guide his hands all the time. <sighs> yeah, he yeah. He also puts it as like you want somebody who cares more about him over caring about history, who can just be proud of him as a person instead of just being proud of him for being the avatar. Which again, going to go bad when they find out he's not the avatar. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, she's a bit too focused on how dangerous this would be since she's not trained in combat or politics. Again, making me really wonder how we get to the Kiyoshi who can literally lava bend an island into existence. <laughs> she's not trained in combat. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Maybe in this, maybe not fully in this book, but probably also in the second book. <laughs> I'd imagine. Uh. But yeah. But she does then realize that uh, you know. Kelsang and she herself are probably not going to get time to figure out if she's the real avatar or not at this rate if she's being distracted with this. <laughs> yeah, that's... But, <laughs> yeah, turns out... Uh, I, I forget, does Kelsang come along with them too? Uh, I mean, we'll certainly find out next week. <laughs> I, I forget, because I'm pretty sure that uh, Yanju comes along with them because he is like more like uh, Yoon's like, I mean, guardian, more or less. If I am saying things, yes. They, they, they will mm -hmm. both be there. And so will yeah. Heyron. All three of the Avatar's mentors will be on this trip. Okay, yeah. I mean, that only makes sense. It's like, yeah, like... Oh, wait, does he not have a waterbending teacher yet at this point? Uh, he does. We have not been introduced to them yet. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Hey. I was like, I only just now really realized that he does have, like, earth, air, and fire, but not water. At least from what we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is interesting that they're not coming along, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're busy, I don't yeah. know. Mm -hmm. You don't yeah. need me until that kid can start shooting fire anyway. Call me. <laughs> He's gotta go in the order. I'm very much assured that he has to go in the order. No exceptions whatsoever. We definitely shouldn't try other things with him, considering that the way we found him was so unconventional anyway. <laughs> uh. yeah. Basically, Kiyoshi also realized at this point that uh, Jianju would not risk Yoon's life, nor Yoon her own, but also that right now Yoon basically just needs a friend that he can rely on, rather than, you know, anything else. So she does agree to come along, even though she thinks that she would do nothing but basically sweep up some pirate cutlasses. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she then has a very bisexual blush that extends all the way to her feet as he nuzzles her fingers against his cheek as a way of thanking her. <laughs> you know, just normal things between friends, everybody. Yeah. Totally normal. Definitely. Yeah. You know, you don't do this all the time where it's described as your uh, blush goes all the way to, onto your toes <laughs> on a frequent basis. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she uh, basically has to remind herself that there's no deeper meaning behind this. Mm, it's us. Uh, because his tendency to show affection is just always like this, of be being close to people and, I guess, physical interaction. But she does also admit that moments like this do test her resolve about not being in love with him. <laughs> also, also sus. Koshi vented. We got a ejector. <laughs> but yeah. But at this, uh, Rangi immediately bursts in as they expected, because of course she just barges in at coins like this. Uh, she's just annoyed about how little progress they've made, but Yoon jokes about wanting her to just burn everything, even if it means the entire mansion would go up with it, which they should do, because fuck mansions. <laughs> uh, Kiyoshi jokes about how he'd complain the moment he had to bathe in with cold water if they returned the land to its natural state. 
But when he kind of jokingly suggests that they just should all go down to the river naked and take a firebender along to heat up the water, uh, Rangi tosses the pillow at him and instantly regrets having technically attacked the Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Described as she literally thinks she has blood on her hands as she's just looking down at what she did. <laughs> I'm just saying, two hands, two hands, two hands. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. She's even, even Rangi's realizing, I have two hands. Yod <laughs> wants to them. go to the river naked with Rangi, come on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he's also, muzzling I mean, on Kyoshi. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I was about to, about to literally bring that up. Yep. <laughs> Look, uh, the Avatar is allowed to have a polycule if he wants. What do you think really, this whole anyway, Avatar's anyway, Companions can. thing is about? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm sure there's been multiple Avatars whose entire, like, team Avatar has just been a polycule, right? <laughs> Gotta have at least happened at least once. <laughs> Almost like uh, absolutely assured. Yeah, assured. <laughs> but yeah, but getting back to it, instead of being branded as a traitor, Yun just laughs at having a pillow tossed to his face, which causes them all to just have a bit of a relief laugh <laughs> during this all. But during this, Kiyoshi thinks about how unguarded moments of goofiness between them like this is what she has to protect at all costs, and as this immediately sends her down into a bit of a spiral where she has to pretend to be happy. Because she's like, yep, uh, this news might be fucking up with this whole deal we're going with, and I might drive a wedge between my friends and me if this is real. Oh, fuck. But yeah, yeah. But she, she does she does basically swear to destroy anybody who would rob this of her. Because, of course, Kiyoshi would actually destroy somebody. Oh, certainly. <laughs> well, I don't know if she would. I mean, she's swearing that right now, but up till this point, she's been all neutral jing and just let it flow through you and don't do anything, so... Yeah. The only anger we've seen is when she attacked an inanimate object because she was mad at her parents, who she hates. <laughs> yep. But yeah, no, I'm. We're getting there. It's. You know, this is such a weird experience because we're so, like. Doing as much Animorphs as we do, we're just constantly in action scenes, you know? Even if yeah. one of us doesn't have it, the other one does. Yeah, it's like, it is such a different approach to it. Obviously, we're also going at... It's weird because, like, we go at that at, much, at a much faster pace since we do, like, 9 to 12 chapters, but it's also, like, action, 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 nothing else. No time for characterization, really, maybe aside mm -hmm. from, like, the first few chapters, really. Like, the most... The, the book that we had the most characterization was, like, how most of Tobias's book was in being, like, who am I? Am I bird? Am I boy? Well, I don't think I agree with that. The books are built on characterization. I mean... Like, that, that's the driving point behind the reason there's multiple narrators. I mean, you look at the last Rachel book we did, and that was yeah. entirely about her and figuring herself out and the stress and fear and family pressure. And, like, it's yeah, not that there's not much. characterization. It's just it, not... It's, it's pretty... It's more minor, I feel. I really like don't it's, think it's, it is. I think it just has to go so much faster that it doesn't get as much of a exploration. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, those books are like 100 pages at maximum compared yeah. to this. <laughs> like, I mean, we're already at... Uh, which page is this? This is page... It looks like 63 in my version. Yeah. Yeah, 63 out of 411. And <laughs> the next chapter I looked is already like 35 pages long, so we're going to have to figure out what we're doing there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could. I don't think you could do all that by yourself. Because uh, I feel like the next chapter after that is pretty short. <laughs> uh. Uh, 
do uh okay i think like that that one is like closer to like 100 pages no not 100 like 10 pages but still definitely not close to 35 <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay well yeah we will we'll figure that out off the air don't don't worry about that yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's just, again, the format is, like, obviously this is, like, four times the length, so they have effectively four times the time to actually devote to characterization and, like, internal monologue and setting up for when things go bad. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's, it, part of that is also, like, every fucking Animorphs book, at least once, if not more, as we saw in Megamorphs, also has to be, like, and here's an entire, almost, chapter of just describing the morphing process, because did you forget this is gross? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah. And also, but... like, obviously, the first chapter is also just, like, and here's what Andalites are. <laughs> well, that's not usually the first chapter. That's usually, like, number three or four. Okay, fair, but early enough. Every every time we start a new book, one of your chapters usually, and then we get the usual description of like of what they are, what animorphs are, what they're andalites, what they're yurks. <laughs> anyway, the point of this was to say is that our book basically just started this week, even though we've been reading it for three weeks now. <laughs> yeah, in essence, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of it was setting the stage of, like, yep, they couldn't figure out who is the Avatar for a long fucking time, yeah. and uh, they got desperate, and then they fucked up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, it's cool. I dig it. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be very interesting when they actually do realize, it, like, oh, fuck, she's the Avatar, not him. Shit. <laughs> Like, is, like, is that going to be something that, like, is public knowledge or something? Or are they going to keep pretending that you use the Avatar as they try to, like, hunt down Kiyoshi or some nonsense? Who can, who can, well, you can say, I can't. <laughs> you've read this. It's about to say, who can say? It's like, obviously you or anybody else who read this whole book. Not me. Well, you know, we, we already know that Kiyoshi lives to be over 200 years old. So maybe they just, like, yeah. pretend she's the next Avatar after you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, weird. Uh, we got two weird benders in a row. Uh, you know, who can fucking say about this weird spirit bullshit? Sometimes it's weird, I guess. Yeah, you know, just wait until he dies of old age, and then she's going to keep on going so she can... <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... We get into it. I'm, I'm excited. Next week mm -hmm. is the big week. Next week, the real big stuff starts. Yeah. Again, 35 pages in one chapter. I'd imagine some shit happens. <laughs> it's not as much as you would think. I'm going to be skimming a lot of that chapter. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure to my recollection with that, a lot of it is like just the meeting with the pirates, but I think it does go pretty bad, right? <laughs> I think so. Um, I'm not going to go into it like real in detail on account of mm -hmm. recovering this next week, but yeah. a lot of the next chapter is... Okay, so they spend four days flying to the iceberg. Then Kiyoshi gets new clothes. <laughs> then, <laughs> yay! So yeah, we're we're gonna move through it pretty quick. Don't worry about that. <laughs> she's she's already getting that like end of season one costume change. And <laughs> <laughs> then Luz got her uh, witch's wool cloak, which pity she never got that fixed. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was gonna be more of a thing that it ended up being. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird because like they spend like the whole like first few minutes of like yeah we're trying to get this fixed and then it just does not. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know, it's a bit of a weird thing where it's like that doesn't become a thing later on. But hey, the uh, the, the Echo Mouse comes back. 
He lives. <laughs> he somehow escaped the uh, the fucking Emperor's cabin, I guess. Uh, <laughs> also learned how to sew in the last five years. <laughs> Speaking of learning to sew, pants. Pants, but forty dollar pants. It's worth it. <laughs> so much money. <laughs> That's so much. I already and I already spent twenty five on the string bean plushie. I, I yeah. can't. <laughs> Listen, I get it. I said it at the top of the show. I spent $160 on paint yesterday. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, um, so I think that's our closing remarks about the book. So let's go ahead and move into the questions. If you have questions mm-hmm. for the show, you can send them to us at usweirdoscast2 on Twitter or usweirdos on co-host or just kind of generally in the Discord. We're there all the time. Uh, that is the Audio Entropy Discord. It is not ours, but we have definitely co-opted it to promote our brand. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, to be fair, multiple people have also done that. There's there's an entire uh, freaking subthread of like chilling stuff that you're doing. <laughs> uh, Actually, it's not even a subthread. It's just its own thread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have just one question this week from. M Healy at MF Healy on Twitter. What's the worst way to deliver bad news to someone? Uh, probably not the way Kelsang has done it. That's probably the worst. That's probably a bad way, right? <laughs> Grabbing yeah. a person by the arm literally hard enough that you break the skin with your nails and then be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's certainly bad, but I don't know if it's the worst way. I mean, yeah, there are worse ways, I guess. Like, he could have been way worse and be like, Kiyoshi, you're the avatar for everybody to hear. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that would have been way worse, because uh, more people would have known, and also, Kiyoshi would be like, what the fuck, my guy? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you give me a couple days, I can put together a bagpipe and drum corps. Like, <laughs> I can make a parade about this. <laughs> make way people. for the new avatar. <laughs> this lady is the real one, not this guy. <laughs> I don't know why I'm imagining you as like a town uh, crier now at this point, but that's where I went to. Well, I mean, I would be in the pipeline. I'm not even the pipe major, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, I, I mean, know, like a, a singing telegram. That would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is your singing telegram. We hope you finds it well. I hope you know you're the avatar because you're going to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, humans are like, wow, harsh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did I do to deserve this besides try and be a hoarder? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'm sticking with singing telegram. That's... <laughs> I mean, this is a pretty bad way to deliver news to somebody, because not only not only are you already putting them on the spot and making them embarrassed about getting a singing telegram from somebody, but then also being like, hey, by the way, fuck you, and like basically the whole gist of the telegram. <laughs> it's like it's like you basically being like, I have created this whole original three minute long poem slash song just about how much you suck. <laughs> oh, goodness, yes. Classic. Everybody loves a good diss track. <laughs> just, just Kiyoshi going like, my name is Kiyoshi and I'm here to say you and sucks in the major way. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know why that's the go-to, but also that's like every fucking song from like the 90s. 
Well, because that's, inter- that's the white people version of not understanding rap, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I am the whitest person possible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, it's, I guess it's also just, like, I don't know, me thinking from my own experience of having to, like, tell people hard stuff, which is, like, I mean, I always, like, when I basically, like, told, like, my mom and my closest friends about being trans, it was through an email, because I was like, I don't know how I can broach this topic, really, in terms of casual conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like, I'd rather have this format to be like, hey, this way I can explain it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like how I came to this conclusion, rather than having you potentially interrupt, I guess. <laughs> and that was well received. And then it's like it's very funny where that involved me, where I just told like the Discord in general, like, "Hey, I'm trans. Fuck everything." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much for your question, M. And since we just got the one this week, we're gonna go ahead and do one of our freaks takes. So. This is another weird one. Um, I feel like the majority of these have been weird, to be fair. Oh, they definitely are, but some of them are just much more, like... The the, the one was, did did you have a favorite book as a child? Like, that's that's normal. Yeah, that's normal. Because, like, I mean, to be fair, everybody pretty much has had a favorite book when they were a kid, because, you know, kids usually should be reading a lot. Yeah. But, no, today's is, um... <laughs> Sorry, um... <laughs> pretty good, I can already tell. <laughs> You're already laughing at it before you even get the words out. Um... Ah, sorry. Okay. I think I'm, I'm good. <clears throat> How many dramas have taken place in these tight little boxes? <laughs> I don't even know what that's getting at. <laughs> like... I'm constantly bamboozled by A, how he comes up with these as questions, and then B, how he presents them for, like, an entire skit or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I don't think either of us have a way to answer this. Because, <laughs> like, I don't have contact. Um, I think, and I could be wrong, because it's been a while since I watched the video and wrote down all these questions. I think he is talking about uh, confession booths, like for a church. But oh, okay. also, uh, the phrase tight little boxes makes me imagine something distinctly more uh, genitalia, because that is yeah, certainly yeah, slightly... I, Yeah, as you were about to say that, when you described it as tight little boxes, my mind immediately went to, so he's referring to a butt, right? <laughs> uh, not that one. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> My mind went to butt, but if you want to go to the front, if that's where your mind takes you, then sure. More power to you. I mean, box is common slang for lady parts. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, well, yes, that's that's why I was laughing so hard, is because it you le- includes the phrase tight little boxes. <laughs> you learn something new every day, folks. Now, admittedly, I think that's common slang from, like, the 1980s, so it's not... Okay. <laughs> well, when when were the freak stakes done as a thing? Was that, like, the 90s or, like, 2000s or so? Um, good question. Let's see. Freaks Unsolved Mysteries. Looks like that's... Hmm. Hard to find. I'm not finding it. <laughs> mm. 
I even just tried to Google Freak Stakes, and, like, I find people... Well, Freak Stakes is the name I gave it. That's not... Oh, okay. Because <laughs> all I found was, like, Drink Stakes, and it's like, I think that's not the same guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... Da, 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 da. I'm just going through this. Okay, here we go. Beyond Belief, Fact, or Fiction, 1998. Okay, yeah. So, around the t like a few years after Toy Story released. <laughs> yep. <sighs> yeah, I, fe I feel like a lot of those questions probably are just not a much applicable, uh, you know, 25 years later. <laughs> not just in context, but also just with, like, society moving on in a lot of different ways, where it's like, I just... just Kind of didn't like create a bunch of these thinking of like how they would translate in the future, <laughs> I think. Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, um, at any rate, that's that's our question for the week, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> some days this show is just for us and no one else. <laughs> Still, still curious about what you're going to come up with after we're done with all the freak stakes. <laughs> yeah, I, I still haven't got a good answer for that, but I'll I'll work on it. <laughs> we've we've got a few more weeks with them, so no worries there. But yeah, um, that's that's our questions. Uh, trivia is not really a thing right now, so no, it's like it's something that I keep thinking of, like what I want to actually figure out to do as a third segment. But honestly, I don't really have much of anything at all. Yeah, I think we're done. Actually, I don't have anything yeah. else. Nah, it's it's weird because it's it's weird again because it's like well, I feel like there should be like a, a like essentially yeah. a third segment, but we just don't have anything because it's like again, it's not like we can be like voice actors or like casual bits of trivia or at least what the Shira wiki thinks is trivia. <laughs> There's just nothing for it a book. Of... <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like we're we we've, we've done the build up, but we're missing the last ten minutes of the episode. <laughs> okay, pretty much, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I guess we're gonna leave y'all uh, <laughs> unsatisfactorily waiting for the climax. <laughs> Tight little boxes. Um, <laughs> uh, just... You know I was about to just bring up, I was pretty sure that's where you're going with that. <laughs> uh -huh, yep, alright. Uh... <laughs> I mean, we didn't address the question, so yeah, I guess we did leave it wanting more, huh? <laughs> this and every drama in the world has taken place in a tight little box, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh... <laughs> so... Narrator voice, Vivian has never had sex. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> You know, it's fine. It's yeah. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna go too deep into it because it's like not exactly entirely my business, and that's not what the show is about. But mm -hmm. eh, I don't hate it. I would just rather be doing other things. Mm, yeah. If you are having sex and your thought is, but I could be painting minis right now, you probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, again, can't speak to my own experience, but I feel like if you are thinking about that, or like, what else you'd rather be doing, it's like, yeah, maybe it's not for you. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Again, I don't hate it, I just... I enjoy spending time with my partner, and there are other ways we can spend time, that is all. <laughs> uh, 
I'm just now imagining a scenario where, like, you're like a person's trying to flirt with another person and be like, "You want to come back to my place and paint minis?" And they like think you're talking about one thing or like in particular, you're trying to like use a like euphemism, but then you get cut to their place later on and they literally are painting minis. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, wow, this is way better than fucking. <laughs> Listen, parallel play is important. Like. <laughs> It's it's important, like it's a bonding exercise. You gotta. <laughs> Again, I would take your word for it because I've never been in a relationship, uh, sexual or otherwise. <laughs> well, parallel play is just being in the same room as someone and doing two separate activities together. It's like, it's fun, right? It's it's doing the thing that cats do. They want to be around you, but they wanna don't want to seem like it, so they're doing their own thing. Oh, okay. Some reason I was expect like thinking when you said parallel play, I was imagining like it's like oh okay five minutes of fucking and five minutes of building a Gundam then back to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's like you're doing two things parallel to each other. It's like okay break time for this. We have a we what the sorry the phone alarm says we gotta stop. We gotta go uh, build the aerial kit right now for five minutes then get back to this. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. It's just a, a way of spending time with people. When you do things together that are not the exact same thing. Like, for instance, if one of you is reading a book while the other watches a movie, but you're sitting next to each other. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> listeners. There's your third segment. <laughs> yes, I explain uh, different methods of neurodivergent bonding time. <laughs> Yay! No, this well, is I just kinda, that's that's not well, a I third just, segment. Don't well, worry. I, well, I'm literally doing the uh, oh god, what's the thing of like I'm trying to think of like the little like the two like uh, TV like meme girls being like aha, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's I understand completely. That's not I understand at all. <laughs> pop team, I think. okay. Yeah, pop yeah. team. I was like trying to think of their names. I forgot the group name thing. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I like how I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking of that fucking Ogloff comic when you <laughs> when you just mentioned it. It's like, yeah, this is way better. <laughs> but yes, um, you know, spend time with the people you love. Do the things that are important to you, and you know, it's nice to have people around, even if you are not necessarily romantically entangled. So that is all I have to say for now, because I already gave you way too much information about my personal life. Um, <laughs> also, uh, any listeners who might be underage or in a public avenue, uh, please don't look up Oglef if you don't know what it is, or Oglef, I don't know how to pronounce it. Please don't look that up. It is very not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> please make sure you're uh, home with nobody around looking over your shoulder, and also if you're underage, just don't general look at that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, so I think with uh, that <laughs> revelation that I really did not intend to give on audio, uh, we'll go ahead and bring it to a close. So if you have enjoyed me awkwardly stumbling over my discussion of feelings about lovemaking, um, you can find me on Twitter at catch underscore jacket, or on co-host at nobody, or on uh, All on the Table, a series of actual play games that I do for the transverse. Uh... That's strictly PG-13, though, so you won't find me awkwardly disclosing my sex life there. Yay! <laughs> Instead, you'll uh, find me doing TTRPGs. It's good. Meanwhile, if you want to if you want to see occasional pictures of me posting my tits without uh, anything ludic showing, <laughs> you can follow me over on Coast, I guess. Uh, I'm still a there. Still on the stupid bird site. Uh, just add an 
the word the and an underscore before that. <laughs> Again, I don't really post on Twitter much anymore because it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything else, though. I've just been taking pictures of my mechs, and again, you can go see that picture of my uh, mech having big old naturals, if you want. <laughs> or <laughs> me having big old unnaturals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it, feels, it feels wrong to describe them that way, even though they are implants for the most part, but it's like it's not technically wrong. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's like some part of them that's actually natural, it's just that they got uh, a little helping hand along. <laughs> for like twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a pretty solid uh, helping hand, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you know, it turns out money makes the world go round, or it makes the titty get bigger. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yes. So, I think for the moment, there's not much left for us to say. But remember, uh. Us weirdos have to strike said, together. Fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> I was about to say, there's nothing wrong. <laughs>